Good afternoon. Welcome to our podcast of Internet of Things and Security at the Edge. My name is Mondo McHale. I am your moderator. And with me today, I'm very pleased to have Alex Urio. He is the Senior Vice President at Avnet for Global Supplier Development. Alex has 40 years of industry experience in the technology distribution area. And Alex, I'm so happy to have you with me today. Mondo, I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you. You know, I was going through your bio. It's it's really really interesting. But something something really caught my eye. Uh, you you have a, a degree from the University of Illinois, and, and your your areas of concentration were mathematics, economics, and political science. That yeah. really caught my eye. Well, why did you choose to uh, concentrate on those three items? Well, I, I the university offered a program which was actually called field of concentration and you could pick three it was experimental at the um at the beginning of the 80s you know always been a math guy but certainly thought that economics you know would bring me closer to the real world and political science would help me deal with the people within it so it was no no more complicated than that all right all right i was fascinated because my my background's in applied physics as well and when i saw mathematics and economics and poli-sci, I, I was really quite curious about that. that thank you. Well, thanks. Anyhow, today we're here to uh, talk about uh, IoT, the, the Internet of Things, and specifically the security aspects or, or the vulnerabilities uh, of the IoT infrastructure and uh, Abnet's solution for that. So I think for me, what I always like to, to know is like the foundational type of material. You and I have been technology for quite a while. I think we have a, a much deeper understanding of IoT. But most people, when I talk to, to friends and you know family members and so forth, and they say, wow, IoT, my my smart device or my smart uh, thermostat, you know, I've got a treadmill with these exercise programs that go on it. Help our listeners understand really what IoT is and how deep it reaches. It is it is really amazing when you think about it, right? It wasn't too long ago that, you know, everybody was buzzing about IoT, but nobody thought nobody knew what it was, right? And and I think today, you know, after we've gone through that that period of time trying to identify it, I think it's become rather simple. It's the you know, communication and connectivity mechanisms that that permeate not only our industry, but our world, right? This uh, conversation, you know, really started based on a article that we penned in 2017 about device connectivity at the edge and really spoke a little bit there about, you know, what the security elements will be required over time as as the technique, if you will, you know, becomes pervasive across uh, across our entire industry. But when you think about it in its basic context, right, IoT is not really complicated. You have sensing or actuating on one end. You know, today you may have some sort of a processing technology to make decisions on data that that device collects, you know, to, to limit latency and give immediate returns. There may be need for the data to go from that sensor and actuator through some sort of communication uh, uh, chip implementation to ultimately get it, you know, to a gateway or to the middleware that will take it to the cloud. And then from the cloud, you know, it gets into big iron or huge data centers where the vast amount of information that can be uh, that is collected in today's world you know, can be organized in such a fashion that real business value, you know, can be drawn from the data that's collected. So I think the simple answer to the question, Mondo, is 
it's the world we live in. IoT is connectivity. And whether you look at it uh, as an industrial implementation, what, what people today are calling industrial IoT, or you look at it uh, as your smartwatch connected uh, to the cloud, or your refrigerator connected to the cloud for that matter. What we're really talking about I IoT is the connected uh, ecosystem. You know, when we penned that article in 17, the theories were that there would be 50 billion connections by 2025. I think we're still easily on that path and then some, but that would be, you know, the simple definition of IoT. Yeah, that, that's really uh, 50 billion is a number that a lot of people just can't get their uh, mind around that there's these devices uh, proliferating our, our our world, really, and generating this this amount of data. Uh, you know, what what I found interesting, too, is uh, and I'd like to think about these aspects of it is IoT for smart factory, let's say smart asset monitoring, uh, smart facility monitoring, greenhouses, generator monitoring. These are all really interesting aspects of IoT devices. And, you know, b being in the uh, uh, embedded computing industry, I've watched throughout my 30 plus year career how semiconductors and how chips and electrical components have gotten so much smaller over time before, you know, to have a computing device or anything that was on a network. It was really quite elaborate to build highly expensive and consume massive amounts of information. Now these little sensors can, can fit on the tip of your finger and generate data and be completely uh, uh, wirelessly connected. How do they work in these types of vertical markets, the smart factory, asset monitoring, facility monitoring, and so forth? Well, I, uh, you made me think uh, think back to the University of Illinois where you're talking about how small, you know, componentry has become. It made me think that our computer on campus was called Play-Doh and it was a building. It was a building. That's how size the or how big the compute power was, the equivalent you have in your in your hand day to day. You know, those are some of the, you know, the applications, if you will, the the segments that, you know, will will certainly benefit from IoT and complete connectivity uh, applications. But there's no reason to stop there. I mean, you know, you can see it in power and energy. You can see it in, you know, retail and logistics, uh, obviously in smart city as we manage our finite power and, and uh, um, water resources. Uh, or in transportation, you know, optimal loads and continue uh, continued communication, you know, with the host device. I think the the applications are absolutely limitless if we think in terms of the optimization, the efficiency that connectivity provides. Yeah, lately I've been watching the news and hearing uh, quite a bit of um, uh, information about. Uh, power grids going down, uh, uh, water systems being uh, uh, going down for a short while. We uh, had an incident recently where air traffic control systems went down. They said it was a software bug or a file that was uh, injected erroneously. Uh, I can see that security is going to be a huge issue. I mean, uh, these are critical, critical infrastructures. And when you have these IoT devices, whether in the water system, the the, the power grid and so forth, uh, it really becomes a matter of, I don't want to say life or death, but it comes a matter of almost national security that these installations be protected. What's being done about that? Well, it, by the way, great, great question, because it is the trade-off between complete connectivity and then protecting those connections, if you will. 
you know, we can talk about it in an IT world. In an IT world, we're basically, you know, managing information. You know, certainly we end up with hacks and we have to respond to those. But when you start talking about operational technology, when you talk about the power grid and and water systems and so forth, you know, maybe you are right in terms of of the the life and death type application uh, of those uh, of those services, if you will, and how you know significantly uh, security is going to be required. You know, I referred to that article that we've looked at a couple of times since 2017, and I'm I'm happy to report now five years later that we seem to have the right idea at the time. And the idea at the time was, if you think of security as a fence that you build around your critical operations, you're part of the way there. We have to think of security down to the individual device level, right? If we're going to, you know, run our most critical operations on on connected uh, installations. That's why we at Avnet uh, have gone a long way to partner both with the two major cloud providers, that being Microsoft Azure and AWS, as well as a uh, number of our component suppliers, individual device manufacturers, where we have now characterized literally thousands of devices to work on our IoT Connect platform, which is a, a middleware gateway um, you know, uh, product that, that will ensure that security down to the device level, but that's where it has to reside. And, and you know, stagnant or, or stagnant security is really, you know, not the order of the day. You have to be able to take those installations down to, you know, dynamic device security, you know, certificate management, right? The continual renewal of that product so we make sure that the security, you know, for lack of a better term, is bulletproof. That's uh, that, that's really fascinating. Now, a, a lot of people, like you use the fence example for security, a lot of people want to keep this data locked up tightly. But I imagine to to make sure the data is safe, all these devices that come online, provisioning them automatically so they start gathering data and you really begin to uh, gather intelligence from them. seems to me that it would be very difficult to do this uh, in, in an IT setting for individual uh, companies, installations, wherever these uh, uh, deployments are. What is the advantage to doing that in the web? What 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 value does that bring to an organization to offload that critical uh, infrastructure management to a web? Well, I think that th- there are a few inherent advantages of, of being to offload, you know, those types of workloads uh, to the web. But I think I would start there, Mondo, and say, what does it take to do it on your own, right? When you start thinking about, you know, enabling a device suite, right, active device management across your enterprise, you know, you're talking about having to develop your own modules and integrate those with whoever your cloud provider is. You're talking about, you know, developing multi-tenant device management because you're dealing with non, you know, a non-standard deployment. You know, you have to develop your devices so that you can inject data, so you can store, you can analyze, and the list goes on and on. But the typical uh, time to market uh, if an OEM decides to embark on this journey on their own, is going to be eight to 12 months. You know, as opposed to, and I've I've um, referenced it a couple of times, you know, we've been in development first with Microsoft and now with uh, 
uh, Amazon Web Services in characterizing not only our, our gateway, our middleware, our IoT Connect product to be able to work with both clouds, but then on the other side, as I mentioned, to be able to certify devices so that we cut out all that, all that work you know, certainly there'll be some specification, some customization, but the vast majority of what customers will need to enable, you know, a device management installation is provided by our product and the suppliers that we represent. So now you're thinking about things like, you know, device lifecycle management or overall data management or OT or or even getting into how you transmit. Is it, you know, C to D or D to C or B to B that we that we all know? If you can find a provider that has already, you know, configured uh, to be able to hit the vast majority of what your objective is, you could be talking about a timeline of four to eight weeks as opposed to the eight to 12 months. Oh, yeah, so that there really is an advantage to uh, to offloading that to, uh, to a web type of infrastructure. Yeah, that, that's uh, I bet a lot of people don't really think about that. T tell me about the data itself. Part of your services, what type of analytics or what type of value can you extract or help an organization extract from that data? You, it's really you name it, okay? And we are not, um, we're not new to the idea of, of IoT implementation. You know, we've been investing significantly for the last decade. And as I mentioned earlier, first with uh, Microsoft and then, and then later with um, Amazon Web Services. But but during that time, we also acquired two major uh, software entities, uh, one called uh, Watekio, which you know really made their bones in our business by writing uh, BSP uh, type packages for the component suppliers. So a well known uh, a well known entity to uh, uh, to processing suppliers, many of which are on our line card, and they have since uh, changed their business model. You know, and I, and I would look at it as everything you need below the cloud level, right? How do you make your devices talk? How do you make your devices communicate? What are those connections that are that are required? So we made that acquisition to facilitate the, and I know I'm being liberal here, the below the cloud needs of customers. And then we acquired a company called SoftWeb, um, which really is the above the cloud guys. These are, are people who are, you know, helping us write uh, interface uh, API type protocols with our customers so that that data, you know, can be moved as quickly as possible and get into a position um, where it can be analyzed. Whereas I said earlier, those insights can be can be drawn. So that's our strategy. Our strategy is intensive software capability, intensive partnership with uh, the cloud providers, and then, of course, the full suite of uh, semiconductor and board products that we bring to market with, uh, you know, that uh, contingent of individuals as well as uh, 80 links board products. Well, you know, it sounds like uh, uh, quite a value that uh, you could offer to a customer by the insights they can that, that they can gain from that. Interesting. One thing that's particularly uh, um, of interest to me is data privacy. And uh, one thing I'd like to ask, if, if let's say I have an organization and I want to you know, get all these insights from all these sensors I have deployed in my factory floor, uh, I look at this, it's a great package, it's a great way to go. Once I begin to offload this data to the cloud and you give me all these analytics from it, do I still own that data? Does that data belong to me still? Do, do I have the uh, digital rights to that? It, it really varies based on the implementation, but I would say by and large, the answer is yes. 
Okay, because that 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 would be important, or at least that would be a question to most people. That, that's that that's fantastic. Well, let me ask you this: What if if an organization was interested in going in this direction? What would be their next step? Who would they reach out to? What would they need to explore to be convinced that this is the way they want to go? Well, they could certainly reach out to me, and we'll make my uh, contact information available, or Jeff Patrick that uh, manages the AD Link relationship uh, with Avnet. Probably the best way to do it is most customers are, are probably dealing with Avnet in the local market, and you can absolutely run requests up for for data, or you know, to articulate your objectives to our teams in the field. You know, we'll bubble it up very quickly and uh, come back to, you know, that customer entity with at least our thoughts on uh, what the most optimal path to market is. But really, you can you can access us any customers can access us any way they'd like. Oh, that's uh, that's easy. It seems like an easy way to get started if I were interested. That's great to know. You know, Alex, uh, I can't thank you enough. This has been a very interesting discussion. Uh, I've learned a lot. I thought I knew uh, quite a bit about IoT, but just uh, sitting together for these uh, few minutes that we have, I've really gained a much uh, great deal of insight. So thank you very much for being with us. I, I hope we get a chance again to talk about this. No, I, I think it's uh, fantastic. I think the real point to the audience here is that Avnet and with good partners like AD Link are uh, offering IoT security that's really at the next level. Right. We really think we're uniquely positioned, you know, to deliver hardware and software solutions that really hit the heart of what customers need today and to do it in, in the most secure fashion, um, you know, on the planet. And we'd love to talk to customers about our capabilities and 80 links portfolio and see what we can't do to help them hit their market objectives. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us today on this discussion. Uh, I hope uh, you found it as uh, valuable and insightful as I have. We hope you join us for our next podcast, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you.